Right now, time to talk college football with Pete Futak, national college football writer for collegefootballnews.com. Pete, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. So, the Pac-12 has a new commissioner, and uh, you wrote uh, something at College Football News, kind of looking ahead, multiple things that they need to do and then they need to work on in the conference office to Vegas and Vegas is going to become to the Pac-12, what Atlanta is to the SEC. So you go through a lot of these things, but then you get to conference expansion, you throw 10 teams out, and you know you're going to get a call from Salt Lake City Radio when you write this, don't you, Pete? You did it on purpose. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, that's part of the deal. But the whole point of the article is, like, if now that you've got this guy in George Klyukov who's going to be progressive in the way he's going to want to attack TV deals, uh, making the Pac-12 a bigger deal. The whole point of the article was like, all right, on day five, after he gets everything settled in and they sit down and say, okay, how do we make this thing bigger? He's kind of alluding to the idea of opening up expansion talk. And so the idea is, okay, if you're in that room and you're talking about expansion, where do you look to do this? And these are the teams that, and the schools that they should be talking about. So you have BYU, and BYU brings a lot to the table, but Utah's already in the media market. There's the different philosophies, BYU being a church school, Sunday play, some other political issues, whatever they might be, could be an impediment. But I always thought, and I agree with you, and the thing that you say is that you you don't think it's going to happen, but a scheduling agreement, because we see that Notre Dame has one with the ACC, and Notre Dame doesn't really need one, but they, they have one. Whereas BYU, if they can get a scheduling agreement with the Pac-12, because it's sort of de facto as it is, and I would love to see for BYU going forward four games every year against the Pac-12, four games every year against the Mountain West, and then they can figure out the other four. What do you think the uh, reality of that being that they can actually get a scheduling agreement literally playing three or four schools with the Pac-12 every year that has to be happened because the contract says it? Yeah, I don't know if you need the contract necessarily, but the very least, like you said, they can have sort of the Notre Dame, and I keep calling it the friends with benefits deal with, uh, where you're in, but you're kind of not. You you know, you can go play other teams, but you really are kind of an ACC team if you're Notre Dame, and you're at least thought of in that group. And it's not just – this whole story when you talk about expansion and contracts isn't just about sport. It's about the affiliation. It's about, you know, just being a part of something big. And obviously, you know, Notre Dame is is right there in Big Ten country. And, you know, the Big Ten schools are generally stronger for the most part than the ACC schools up and down. Uh, But still, the ACC is obviously a very good academic conference. It's obviously got a whole lot of uh, prestige in a whole lot of ways. And so just that kind of affiliation that shows that, yeah, Notre Dame is at that level of overall affiliation, even if Notre Dame's probably right there with Duke as the best academic university in the, in the ACC mix. Same thing for BYU. You know, BYU, from a, um, a business standpoint, makes perfect sense for the Pac-12. You know, you have a humongous international fan base. You have a, an energy that's there. <coughs> Excuse me, I tickled my throat. And you've got this, uh, what, what they are really are missing across the board, which are fans. You know, it's it's kind of lost in this whole thing with the Pac-12. Why isn't the Pac-12 making the gobs of money that other places are? It's because they don't get the butts in the seats. It's, 
you know, you don't get hundred, you don't have the hundred thousand, sta- you know, seat stadiums uh, packed with, like you have in the Big Ten and, and the SEC. You don't have, you know, your your one of your flagship uh, programs is Oregon, and if you look at, you know, who are the top twenty programs in the country, and certainly Oregon's up there. You know, it has almost uh, half, just barely over half, as many fans in their stands because Austin's so small compared to the Ohio States and the Alabamas of the world. So uh, you've got the big stadium, you've got the international fan base, you've got the fire and everything like that. But again, like you said, it's it's a little bit of a philosophical problem there compared to where the Pac-12 might want to go um, because they're going to want just state schools. They don't want private schools. You want big alumni bases, big state schools, and for BYU, for right now, yeah, if you could find a way to make it uh, get the Pac-12 in there as much as possible, that'd be great. But at the same time, if you're BYU, it's also kind of nice to be able to schedule anybody you want. So that's a little bit, that's that's the big positive about being an independent. I thought one of the other interesting things in this uh, story was that you thought they might make a run at Oklahoma and that Texas was unattainable and that maybe Oklahoma and Texas would be fine with going their separate ways for a long time. They were in different leagues, Big 8 and the Southwest Conference. So is this more speculative? Is there really stuff out there? How serious is this? Oh, it's all speculative. I mean, right, again, the whole point of the article is saying if you're, if you're meeting and saying who do we go after, this is who you go after. And you know, if you remember 10 years ago, Oklahoma was just this close to being a Pac, at the time it was Pac-10, a Pac-12 school, and they were almost there. I mean, there was all the expansion talk was kicking in. There was uh, the Big Ten in Texas were talking. You had all this this momentum about Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma possibly moving. Uh, so there's always been sort of that underlying current that, yeah, that might be the program to go get. The problem uh, for the Pac-12 with Texas is it's the by far the most profitable college football program going. I mean, they just that place is just a cash machine, and it it just makes too much financial sense for uh, Texas to to move in. They don't want to share any of that pie with the Pac-12. Better for them to rule the roost and then go after uh, American Athletic Conference programs like Houston and you know Cincinnati and Memphis and even maybe UCF or USF uh, than it would be to move to the Pac-12. Uh, and even the Big Ten would actually move, make, make sense for them. But Oklahoma has always, again, they were right. They were really, really close. And that's the type of move where if you're Oklahoma and you want to raise your school's overall profile, that's how you do it because that's where you go nationally because the Pac-12 just makes sense. It's an obviously fish-out-of-water thing comparing the world of Norman, Oklahoma, to Los Angeles. But you have some you have some general ties there, especially if you can get some of the other Big 12 programs to jump, jump in. And if you're the Pac-12, you desperately, desperately have to have a big-time football program in the central time zone because the, the whole Pac-12 after dark thing is cute and all, but your product fails if half the country is asleep when some of your best games are happening. How about the other way around, Pete, that the Big 12 goes after the two Arizonas and two L.A.s and brings them in? Uh, that's a, The problem with that is the Big 12 has just not been progressive enough in that way. I, to, for the life of me, I do not know why the Big 12 has not snapped up uh, you, uh, South Florida and uh, UCF. Those are two gigantic schools 
with 50,000 plus of enrollment, massive alumni bases, and they've got, well, well, the idea of a TV market doesn't matter quite as much now in a streaming world. It does matter when you have just the general media market areas. You've got Tampa and you've got Orlando. you got the I-4 corridor there. That should be a no-brainer. It should be a no-brainer to get to expand further and give West Virginia kind of a, while Cincinnati's not quite a next-door neighbor geographic rival, at least it makes sort of philosophical sense to get a Cincinnati or to get Memphis or to get, even though you are a Texas-based conference, to get Houston, uh, just to lock down that area of the world. But they just haven't wanted to do it. They just have not been progressive in that. And the problem for the Big 12 is, you know, why would the Pac-12 teams do that? Why would Arizona, uh, Arizona State and the L.A. schools give them their markets? Because right now, who's your biggest TV market if you're uh, the Big 12? It's Dallas and, uh, you know, some of the Texas markets, maybe Kansas City to a certain extent for basketball. Uh, but even that's become more SEC-centric with Mizzou going to the SEC. So it's really not an advantage for the L.A. teams to go do that. And on the flip side, again, kind of the point here is you've got this commissioner who's coming in who is going to want to change up everything, and he's going to make uh, the more interesting deals out there to try to make this Pac-12 a whole lot bigger and stronger. You throw out a lot of Mountain West schools here, but I think for one reason or another, academically, the Pac-12 has always been really opposed to letting in state schools that aren't major research institutions like San Diego State and Fresno State or UNLV, Nevada. Boise State's academics have always been an issue, so you put them on the list, but that would take a major, major change from the presidents to sign off on anything like that. Which is why Boise State's low on the list, which is why Fresno State's low on the list. I mean, you know, I, I'm not dogging any of these academic institutions by any stretch, and you're right. It's all about research more than just academic prestige. But, you know, it's not like Arizona State and Oregon State or, you know, the Harvards of the West. I mean, you've got Stanford, you've got Cal, you've got UCLA, USC, some of the most prestigious colleges in, in the country. San Diego State is kind of up their profile. San Diego State's done enough uh, to, I, I know this firsthand, because kid wants to uh, go to Palm Tree U and go live the life in someplace warm, so I've looked into this way too much. But San Diego State is at least gotten up to a, a stronger, bigger overall level. And then from a sports and marketing standpoint, the key to San Diego State is that they don't have an NFL team. You're talking, you know, there's Sacramento, Portland, and uh, San Diego, I think, are the three biggest markets, uh, media markets, that don't have a, a direct, obvious tie-in to a uh, to a uh, to an NFL team after you know the Chargers left to San Diego. So that's an area that's sort of a professional sports town in a, a slew of ways. Uh, obviously, it's a fickle sports town because it's San Diego, and there's just too much stuff to do. But there's a base there. And you can expand that market a little bit more, even though San Diego does obviously own and is into the L.A. teams as well. How about BYU to the Big 12? I don't know why that hasn't been pushed more either. I mean, it, it's again, you always have the problem with the, the Sunday. I, I think the Sunday games and things is not that big a deal. I kind of think that's a, that's a little bit of a, a, a talking point to say, oh, this is why it's not working. Again, you're, you're talking about two different philosophical conferences, including geography, including mindsets, including political views and values. 
And I kind of think big, BYU matches better with the Big 12. And again, the problem again is that the Big 12 just is not that progressive when it comes to expansion. It just does not want to split up its pie because if you're Texas and you're Oklahoma, you're liking this. You know, Texas, again, it's the number one most profitable college athletic department in all of you know, the whole game. And Oklahoma's right up there. Overall, their TV deal for now isn't all that bad. And it's actually better in a lot of ways than the, what the Pac-12 brings. Uh, I, to me, if you're able to get by, uh, you know, the, the private school aspect and, you know, the other parts of BYU that some don't like, well, that's a, I always said that is a great fit because, again, you're talking about a, a big, gigantic international fan base. You're talking about a pretty decent market there with you guys in Salt Lake. You're talking about a big stadium. It just increases that footprint that much more, and it raises the overall profile. And for the Big 12, that would be a great expansion call. I think of all the things you said that are most intriguing, I think it's when you brought up streaming, because it's clearly where everything's going. The question is how quickly the NFL just signed an 11-year deal. And they did put Thursday night streaming on Amazon. Uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see when this deals up in 11 years, what happens to all the traditional networks and how the NFL handles that. But in a streaming world, the BYU fans who are scattered, who aren't a factor in the cable TV world, but the 5,000 fans who are in Tennessee, the 3,000 fans who are in Maine, the 15,000 fans who are in Florida, all of a sudden, start adding that up, BYU will be in a whole different weight class. <laughs> it'll be yeah. the, the money side of it will be different. Uh, but I just wonder how close we are to that and how much longer Cougar fans have to wait. But they, they draw five to 10,000 fans wherever they go in the country. And if those people will buy streaming, and I would expect they would, that changes, that changes the math equation for making money. It also changes why BYU would want to join a conference. You know, again, the, 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 the thing about some of the – it depends on the religious schools and where they're at in general. For example, you know, Notre Dame's just a different animal because it's Notre Dame. But a place like Liberty, I'm, I know I'm comparing, you know, apples to, you know, bananas here when it comes to this. But the problem with Liberty is, while it's it, – got sort of that religious affiliation. There's a lot of baggage to that, which, you know, the Conference USA's of the world don't really want to to take on. BYU, the religious factor, I don't think it should be the the big deal it would be as it would be for other places. I mean, look at, you know, the Big 12 itself. You've got a place like TCU, you know, which is, you know, Texas Christian University. You know, there is a a religious tie-in there. There are... It's not really that giant a barrier, I think, for the Big 12 as it would be for uh, the Pac-12. And when it comes to the streaming side of things, you're right. Again, it's it. I love the the idea of business-wise at BYU. I just it, it, the fan base is just there. I I know it. I, I know. I can tell from the articles I write and the you know the appearances I make that there's a there's such a positive energy with that base. That's just going to be, you know, just rabid for anything it does. But if you're BYU, it might make more financial sense just to stay on your own. The only reason why BYU might want the affiliation would be for the affiliation in terms of academics and just being part of the whole research uh, side of things like you alluded to before. And in that way, shape, and form, the Pac-12 is miles ahead of the Big 12. I know Big 12 people yell at me for this, but... It just is. You just, you would, if you're BYU and you're going to make that move, 
you really would rather be affiliated with the Pac-12 than you would be with the Big 12. And being independent's not that bad. You know, they're making money. You know, they, they get to keep it all. It's a nice deal. You get to create your own schedule. Yeah, I know from a sports side of thing, it's frustrating because you don't have that, you know, you know, conference championship to play for. Uh, but in, at the end of the day, money-wise, revenue-wise, it's a really sweet deal for, for the Cougars. Well, Pete, we'll uh, tweet out a link to your story, and people can read it for themselves. And uh, you can check him out online, collegefootballnews.com. Pete, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, guys. You have a good one. Pete Futak, College Football News right there. Did you hear that, boys? The giant international fan base. <laughs> Underscore that multiple times. Ginormous, large, gargantuan. Normally those are words that are reserved for you and your ego. But for now, we're talking about BYU and its fan base. Behemoth. All the folks in England. Juggernaut. You're going to get the streaming package? You're going to pay the big money? I'm streaming for streaming. Underscore that. Cut that up, Yach. We've got shows and shows. All you doubters. They are there, and they are there in abundance. And they're not going away. It's time for the Una Golf PGA Championship giveaway. Be caller number 12 right now and see what player you get for this year's PGA Championship. 25 callers will be paired with the top 25 players in the world, while the 26th will be assigned the field. If your golfer wins, if your assigned golfer wins, you win the same brand of putter that player has in their bag. Caller 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. We'll get a golfer. Caller 12, 855-340-ZONE. Who's it going to be, Yuck? We're going with Paul Casey. Paul Casey, Paul there it Casey, is. Paul Casey, Arizona State. Yeah, I got your academics. The Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. Paul friggin' Casey. Arizona State assistant baseball coach gets the head coaching job at UCSB. He's talking recruiting in the sports information office, and I'm there as a student assistant. He goes, that chair right there could get into Arizona yeah, State. Yeah, and welcome to 1983. A little bit old there. Nice dated reference there, Gramps. Some things never change. Including your cluelessness. <laughs> All right. The PGA Championship giveaway brought to you by UNA Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971.